Hello, this is Nathan Poole, and this is the Unbridled Faith Podcast, and welcome back again for the uh, last episode of of our little series here on prayer, uh, specifically the how, so how to pray. Um, so I, I'm going to try and do this in one episode. It might take two, but uh, I want to talk specifically about how to pray, and we're going to be in the same passage we were in uh, a couple uh, versus a couple episodes ago on the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew chapter 6. And then we're going to pick it up in verse 9. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, be with us. Teach us to pray. Give us a desire to pray. Father, this is super important. Teach us how to pray. That we would realize that this is doable. We can do this in your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, one of the ways that I pray is I take, just at a really practical level, a really pragmatic lesson here, I take the Lord's Prayer and I break it down one word at a time. Uh, and you can do that with most of the entirety of the Bible, but um, but especially the Lord's Prayer. So our Father, our, prayers to be collective. So you should probably be praying for your friends and have your friends praying for you. Our. It's a collective word. It's something that we can do in public. Ironically, in the preceding verses, Jesus here says, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who's in secret. So he's he's saying you can pray in private and you can play, pray in public. There's a public place for prayer and a private place for prayer and you should be doing both. Our father. So that I take that as a, as a time to pray for my family. Bless my wife and be with her and and touch her and my children and my parents and my and and, and I go through the list of the people that are close to me. Um, father, father is an is a term and is an intimate term of knowledge and closeness with something or someone. So, Father, I'm I'm we're close to you. We're intimate with you, God. God, you are our Savior. You are close to us. You are with us. You are here. You are present who is, you weren't just the God who was or the God who will be, but you are here right now in this moment with us. You are here with us, God, and in heaven. God, you are higher than us. You are above us. You are over us. You are the leader of and the ruler of and over us. Hallowed, you are holy. Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Be your name. Your name is holy. Your name is lifted up. Your name is to be respected and revered and carried as a banner through all the people. So like, that's how I pray, right? As I pray through the Lord's prayer, just pick what it is, what each one of these words is. And, and pray through that word, right? So like, and then, or, or phrase, right? So your kingdom come. Lord, let what you want to have happen in heaven happen here. Help me to be a part of bringing your kingdom on earth. Help 
us, our family, to be a part of bringing your reconciliation that you have for us in heaven down here to earth. So just praying through these things one at a time, uh, the Lord's Prayer is a really great way to do it. Um, so that's, that's part of the how. Another way that I approach the how is uh, the way that John Piper describes it. He says, he prays in concentric circles. So I pray first for me because, right, if, if I'm not in a good spiritual place to pray, then I'm not going to be praying for anybody so nobody else gets prayed for, right? So I start with me. Lord, help me. Bless me. Be with me. Touch me here, here and now. Um, by the way, this is in terms of if you've heard the previous episodes in the Jesus sandwich, right? So like I start with worshiping of him and I end with worshiping of him. This is the sandwich part, right? Like this is the, the part in the middle that I get to. Um, and then I pray for uh, my, my spouse. And then I pray for my children. And then I pray for my parents. And then I pray for my small group. Then my church. Then my city then my state, then my nation, then the world, right? So concentric circles, praying, starting at the small one, working your way out. Um, if you're not praying at all, it's really important you start at the small one, which is you at the center circle, because you haven't been showing that you've got enough uh, fortitude at the moment yet, yet, to pray through these outer circles to so start at the inner one. Help me, Lord, help me to pray. Help me to pray more. Help me to seek you. I get bored. I get antsy. I end up scrolling my phone. Please forgive me. Help me to focus on you in my prayers. Help me to love you more. Help me to seek you more. Help me to pursue you more that you would be our goal and our treasure and our pursuit. Like pray for you and your specifically your relationship with God. And then go from concentric circles out. There's also, uh, as you get to the outer circles, if you uh, go that far, and you make it to the outer circles. There's a. I'm looking up this website right now. This website is called OperationWorld.org. I mentioned it on the last one. Uh, David Platt talks about it in his book Radical. OperationWorld.org, where every day they have a brand new country where people can click and say, "I am praying." And so, like today, the the uh, the the there's a country. You pray for the country. And there are right now 1,051 people that have clicked the button saying, I am praying for this country today. And so that will get you to the outer circles and it gives you like things that you can pray for. So you can just pray for, through those things. So that's another tactic for prayer. Um, and I'm trying to make this really, really pragmatic, really, really tactical for you so you can get into the 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 actual actions of prayer, right? So so one way is praying through the Lord's Prayer. It's a beautiful way to pray. Another way is concentric circles. Um, there's a tool there for some of the outer bands of the circle, but but starting with you and then your close family members and then, and then moving outward from there. Um, another way to pray is I like to pray through the Psalms. I pray through the Psalms all the time. I used to not even read the Psalms hardly at all. I, you know, I would read it once a year as part of my Bible reading plan, but now I just flip open to any Psalm and start reading um, really any, any, any Psalm that, that I flip open to. It's probably not the best, uh, not the best tactical way, if you will, in terms of like, you know, organizational structure to make sure you get through all the Psalms in a certain amount of period of time, but it's been great for me. So like I, Literally just flipped it open. Psalm 44, former deliverances and present troubles. Oh God, we have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us the works that you did in their days and the days of old. So you pause there. God, I've heard your word. 
I'm in your word. I know what you say. I know you say to pray. I know you say to follow you. And I just struggle. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with prayer. I'm struggling with seeking you. Help me know more. And then he, what's to say? The, the work that you that you did in their days, in the days of old. So remember the miracles he's done in your life. Again, concentric circles again. Remember the works he's done in your life, in your family member's life. And if you're unaware of those, then pray for the things that you know that he did. Like, God, you delivered your people from Egypt. You delivered your people uh, into uh, from, at the hands of Gideon with 400 men. You delivered the enemies of your people into their hand. Like over and over, you can literally pick anything in, uh, in in the book of Judges, and there's story after story after story of God's deliverance of his people. Exodus, story after story after story of God's deliverance of his people. And so just recount the stories of the things that he's done. Uh, and then pray, through, so that's, that's verse one. Verse two, you with your own hand drove out the nations, then you planted them. So you, Lord, saved your people. You drew them out of bondage. You saved them from slavery. Lord, help save me from slavery. I'm slave to my own sins, and I'm praying that you would save me, deliver me from the slavery to my own sins. Then you planted them, you afflicted the peoples, and then you spread them abroad. Thank you, God, that you chastised me when I need it, that you disciplined me before you discipline and chastise the ones you love. I am your people, and I am being disciplined by you, or I have been disciplined by you, and I thank you, Father, for that, that you use that to keep me close to you because I need to be close to you. I long to be close to you. Help me, Lord. So that prayer was just uh, it's made up on the spot, right? Psalm chapter 44, verse 1 and 2. That's that's just praying through the Psalms. That's just a really practical, tangible way. And if you get to a Psalm where you're like, I don't understand that one, go to the next one, right? Go to the next one. Um, it just pretend you wanted to read that as much as you wanted to find whatever was on the next thing that you're scrolling on in your feed and, and pick that one, right? Like how many times have you seen a video in your newsfeed on your phone? And you're like, uh, scroll, scroll. Well, do that with the Psalms. You read one, you don't understand it, scroll to the next one. Don't give up after the first one. I mean, come on. We, they, we, we should hopefully give a little bit more passion and zeal to Jesus than we do to our, our news, our, our, our news feed on, or if you even want to call it that on whatever social media we're following. So I'd say find a Psalm and pray through it. Psalm 23 is a beautiful one. Beautiful Psalm, Psalm 23. I, I love Psalm 1. Psalm 1 is a beautiful one to pray through. Psalm 22 even. Psalm 22 is one of the ones that Jesus quotes when he's on the on the cross. I mean, what a beautiful thing to pray through. Psalm 139, uh, just a phenomenal place, talking about where God is all around us. He's everywhere. Just pick a Psalm and, and pray through it. If you don't get it, scroll to the next one. Or in this case, flip to the next one, but go to the next psalm and and pray through it. So um, I would, and there's also lots of prayers you can do like that in Jeremiah and Isaiah. Even in Ecclesiastes, are not nearly as fun. Okay, like you know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ecclesiastes aren't lots of them are a little bit more negative based. But if you're find yourself cocky or arrogant, then maybe you need to be there more, right? Um, but I would say find uh, even the Proverbs. Proverbs are great to pray through. Lord, help me to do this. Help me not to do this. It's a really great uh, guidepost for how to pray. Um, there are several prayer apps. If you Google prayer apps, I think Halo is one of them. There's a ton of prayer apps where you can download it and they'll give you like 15 minutes for the prayers. Um, so those are some really practical way. Another thing is buying a prayer book. So I've got two here with me from different sides of the theological spectrum. So the first one is the Valley of Vision, which is a collection of Puritan prayers and devotions. So this prayer uh, is a prayer book of Puritan prayers 
um, and you can just flip it open and every one, every page is a prayer and just pray along. Um, so I'll just flip open here. Uh, self-deprecation. That's fun for American culture, huh? Let's dig in. This is page 74, right? Oh Lord, my every sense, member, faculty, affection, it's a snare to me. And then I pray my own things on top of those. So Lord, I, I'm so easily entangled in my sins. I'm so easily caught up in the things that I want to do instead of the things you want for me, Father. Help me to want you more. I, and then I continue in the prayer. I can scarce open my eyes, but I envy those above me and I despise those below. Lord, how easy it is for me to look with down my nose at those people that are below me and look with envy at those above me, right? So just find, again, flip open, find a prayer in here. There's tons of good prayers and then, um, and then pray through them. Um, another one is the family worship, a family Bible worship guide. I didn't bring it with me here today, but it basically has a chapter. It's a chapter where it's a chapter by chapter walkthrough of the Bible. So you read a chapter and you read the prayer and it tells you how to pray through that particular chapter of the Bible. A really great tool. Uh, the family Bible worship, uh, the Family Bible Worship Guide or Family Bible Prayer Guide. Um, I think it's the Family Bible Worship Guide. But you can get on Amazon, 20 bucks. This book, you know, 10, 15 bucks. You can get them on Amazon. They're super cheap books. Um, those are really conservative. Some uh, of these other prayer books, I've got this book here, Fasting for Breakthrough and Deliverance by John Eckhart. A um, little bit of a different theology than I've grown up with. But, you know, as I read it, I like to read books of, of a wide variety of theologies. And as I read this book, I realize, man, there's a lot of, I mean, there's some prayers I kind of skip over. I'm like, I don't, doesn't really apply to me, but there's some prayers I get deep into it. So like I just flipped it open a random page here. Um, fasting to pray and repent. So this is page 124 of this particular book. Um, Lord, I repent in dust and ashes, Job 42, 6. Lord, I am sorry for my sins. I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins. God, I want to turn to you. I want to love you. I want to seek you, Father. Please be here with us. Be here with me, God. Help me to, to, to not want those things. Help me to want you more. Help me to seek you more. The next line, I will repent so that I won't perish, Luke 13, 3. So Lord, keep me from death. Lord, help me to not perish. Help me to give me the words of eternal life that are in your son, Father. I need your, I need your salvation, Jesus. Save me from myself, for if it were up to me, I would surely die. But in you and your grace alone, I, I'm saved, and I'm so grateful that you have saved us from, from bondage and from, from, from imminent death. Absolutely would be damned and deserving of death, except for you, you came down and you saved us. Next line, I repent for my wickedness and pray that my thoughts and my heart would be forgiven of me, Acts 8, 22. So like he gives you these prayers and then he gives you a Bible verse that goes behind them and just pray through them. This book, it sounds silly. I, I, I shouldn't say it sounds silly. I looked at it with silliness because I'm like a more uh, ecumenical theologian, right? Like I like my John Pipers and my my Matt Chandlers and my R.C. Sproles of the world and this is very much not that. I mean, the author calls himself a... Calls, calls himself a, an apostle, and I'm, I I kind of cringe really hard when I when I hear that, and I'm like, ooh. But my wife says we should listen to this and read and pray through it, and I was like, well, you know, I mean, we can we can try it and chew up the good parts and and spit out the bones, right? And uh, and I'll tell you, the vast majority of it's just really beautiful, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal uh, prayers, and each one's backed by uh, by a Bible verse. So mind you, I'm not affiliated with them. I can I can give you a link in the description or whatever, but, but they're just really easy to find and it's just really easy tools. So I'm trying to put tools in your hands for how to pray because there's so many, I, I I've heard often, I used to teach uh, Bible class to high school kids and 
I heard all the time, I don't know how to pray. And it's one thing to say, well, you pray the Lord's Prayer because this is how the Lord taught us to pray, which is good and beautiful and should be the default answer. But they'd say, well, yeah, I mean, I've read those verses over and over, but I just need a little bit more. Like, I don't understand it, and it gets boring to read it over and over, which I understand. So when you want to get a little bit more in-depth, those are just a fuel, a few practical, pragmatic tools to put in your tool belt to hopefully help you seek out the Lord and seek Him as He does what He's doing in your life. And, and I would say pray in each one of these things as though he's the only one that can do it and pray because he is and pray as though you were talking to a person you thought on this planet that could fix it. So you have money problems. Okay. You want to pray for your money problems, pray to him the way you would to the credit card collector or the investor or, you know, the way that you talk to the investor or the, the credit card, you know, company or the, or the, or your landlord or whatever bill it is that you're struggling with, right? You pray to God for those things with far more fervor than you would negotiate those bills in the real world. Um, if you have a problem with a sin, pray to the God that can fix it. It's, it's more powerful and potent than any earthly thing can do. So uh, if there's a sin you're trying to overcome, I would say pray and fast. If you really want to really put an edge on your prayers. Um, so I'm a knife guy. Uh, well, knives and guns and hunting and that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. And so, uh, in fact, actually, I think I, yeah, I did, I did bring one. So this is a, um, this is a knife I just got for my birthday. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's my first bench made. I've got a bunch of, uh, bokers and some other you know really nice knives and this is a bench made and i really love this steel on this this is a uh 154 cm steel and i've never had a knife with that type of steel and it's beautiful and i'll tell you um when you put the right edge on it it is it's just really sharp but it's not just really sharp it stays sharp so like i was you know i put an edge on it a couple weeks ago and i've used it every day and just today i was like wait a second yep and like hair all over, like I'm shaving my arm with this razor and I've used it to cut through cardboard boxes, probably a dozen cardboard boxes in the last week. You know, thank you, Amazon. And I've used it to cut through, uh, some food. There was, there was no knife at a, we were, we were, we were eating on, on uh, Sunday, uh, a chicken meal and there was no knife anywhere. So boom there. And I'm, so I'm cutting through the bone. Like, I mean, I'm cutting it over and over and over and I haven't sharpened it. It just is sharp and it stays sharp. Fasting does that for your prayers. So if you say, I don't, I don't really get it. I need help with it. I would say a fast as long as you can. All right. For some people that might be three hours. And for some people that might be 30 days, I'm somewhere in the middle. And, uh, but, but I would say fast and pray that puts a sharp edge on the knife of your prayer and it buries it deep into the, uh, into, if you will, the bones and marrow and the joints, uh, like the word of God does into our spiritual bones and joints. And it cuts out the bad parts. It, I would go so far as to say it, it puts, it puts a knife in the back of the enemy, right? Like, uh, when you're fasting and praying, all of a sudden he can't stop the onslaught of your prayers. It's a really powerful component. So if you're saying I've been praying and praying, it's not going through, I would say fast. I would say, just don't eat food. Just, just water only for a day or three or 30 or however many you can make it. Right. I, I, I can't make it that long, but trying, right. Like I'm fasting now and I'm trying to make it longer, but it's hard, right. You get hungry. And so like you, I would say that prayer 
when you fast, it adds a multiplicative, if I'm pronouncing that right, a multiplicative effect to your your prayers, and it makes them just just deadly, just beautifully accurate, poignant. Um, and and I would say that those are some really practical, pragmatic steps to how to pray. So pray through the Lord's Prayer. Pray concentric prayers, starting with you and working outward. Pray prayers of of uh, through the Psalms. Find a book of prayers. I, ref- I referred you to three of them, right? So pick one, right? But or find your own. Pray through an app. There's there's apps. Jonathan Rumi is the guy that plays Jesus on the uh, Chosen series, and he has a prayer app. I think it's called uh, Halo. But he has an app. So so download that app. Pray through it. Fast as you pray. And then I, I wanted to get through all those to ultimately the big one, which is that the root of all of this to circle back to the first in the series on prayer is the prayers of worship. Like it should be super easy for us to say, God, be here. God, you are huge. You are powerful. You are majestic. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The Lord of hosts, you are great. You have saved us. You have redeemed us. You have drawn us out. You have you have called us by name and we are yours. Like it should be pretty easy to sing, to, to sing songs of prayer, to pray psalms of praise. And, and if you need help, again, in the psalms, it's psalm after psalm after psalm of prayer prayers that you can pray through and and seek the Lord in it. Um, you could even on many songs, and this is a little scary because some of them nowadays are a little out there, but on many worship songs, you can even pray through those things. Like as you go to church, you're hearing these, you're already singing them out loud. So to, in, one, in one way or the other, you're already praying them. But you can pray through those too. Many of them are good. Some are, you know, you want to be a little careful. But um, but so there's just six or seven, eight tools for you guys to put in your tool bag to arm you with prayer because it is absolutely essential. It's absolutely important. It is debatably the, the purpose, according to John Piper, to go back to what we said at the beginning of the series, John Piper called prayer the purpose of the created universe. And I, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. Like this idea of prayer is super, super important. It should be the number one thing that sets apart Christians from the rest of the world is prayer. We should be a people marked by prayer, a people desiring prayer, and a people that live out prayer day in and day out. So my encouragement and challenge to you today is to prayerfully go throughout your day and your week and seek the Lord in prayer. For it's so, so important. So until next time, this is uh, the, the last of our series on prayer and unbridled faith. And I hope this has encouraged you and drawn you to a desire to pray. And I hope you practice that out. Just give it 30 days and see what happens. And until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one.